Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. And now let's get talking about today's show, which is getting a little bit deeper into the phases of clearing your anxiety or the phases of recovery. Recovery or clearing your anxiety or any other thing that you are actually working on is will have phases, phases of recovery. You know, they're little checkpoints on the journey. And sometimes you feel like I've been to this checkpoint before, and you probably have been. But what I want to say about that is that recovery or clearing your anxiety is the journey is a spiral. You will re, you will revisit places that you have been before, but you will see them from a totally different perspective. And in that way, you are clearing off another layer. And this does take time. This is not a linear process by any means, but we, we, I look at it as a spiral in that we, we come back to things over and over, but not at the same level that we were before. And that's very important because we go a little bit deeper or a little bit wider each time and we're able to make different changes as we go. So keep that in mind. If you feel like you're going in a circle, you're not. It's more of a spiral. So one of the things about clearing your anxiety is that different parts, different phases are going to come at different times, and they're going to last different lengths of time than for someone else. This is totally an individual process. A lot of a lot of things are the same and a lot of the tools and skills are the same, but we need to use them in the amount of time uh, that is necessary for each of us as an individual. Because many people are at different levels of your anxiety and panic, right? Some people are no longer uh, experiencing panic attacks. Some people that I work with have never experienced panic attacks, but are living with a constant state of anxiety of that feeling of impending doom. And they need, we all need to recover and clear as we need to. And so depending where you're at, uh, you use the tools and you're going to have to refine them for yourself. And, you know, unless you're working with a coach or a therapist or um, someone, a clergy, your counselor, that you can actually bounce these things off of, they can help you get a little bit more clarity as to where you're at. So feel free to be be describing this and sharing this with your healthcare professionals so that you can know that you're moving in the right direction and that they can also help you. We have to be able to look at our progress, right? We want to see how we feel good, how we feel uh, different. Are we feeling more, quote, normal? But we also want to be moving forward. And so sometimes in those in moving forward times, it doesn't feel quite so good. So we want to just look at that as, and not so much taking a step back. This is often what I hear from people. They feel like they're taking a step back. 
they're not going in the right direction or they did something wrong because a lot of this negative thinking is pervasive in anxiety. You're not just thinking about it for uh, whatever your symptom or your sensations are. You're thinking about it for your whole life. You put this negative spin on many, many things in your life and you can even put it on your progress. So don't look at it as so much as taking a step back or that you came up with a roadblock. Let's, um, let's expand our view on that as we are moving forward and look at it as part of the recovery process. Part of clearing out difficult, anxious things is to be able to encounter them. We don't run away from them and we don't hide from them and we don't magically make them disappear. We encounter them, we accept them, right? So that is part of the process. It is not going backwards. Feeling uncomfortable with things is okay. And it doesn't mean that you aren't making progress. It actually can be a sign of making progress because you are uncovering probably new levels, different layers of where this anxiety has been residing. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. One Skin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. When you are feeling really comfortable and when you feel like you've got this, it actually might be a good time to look at where you can continue to expand. It's a good time to consider, well, what else could I be doing? And it's really gets exciting because you can see places that you may have ignored. But when you get comfortable with the the thing you were really, let's use an example, someone who was unable to leave their home. This is an extreme example, but you are unable to leave your home and then you are able to do it. You can actually even get in the car and you can drive around the neighborhood and then that's great. And that is wonderful. And you can continue to expand. It isn't the end. You get to just keep adding because even if it becomes challenging or difficult for you, you know, you have the tools on how to keep going because you've already done it. And that's the thing that we always keep in our back pocket, right? 
we keep that. Well, I did this before. I overcame the, uh, I was unable to leave my home and now I can. So how can I apply what I did there to the next challenge that comes up or the next thing that I am uncomfortable with? Because we learn then that discomfort is not dangerous. And the more progress we make, the more we might encounter discomfort. It's okay because you're expanding into bigger things that you didn't even think about before. It's okay. So you want to take that feeling of discomfort as a reminder that you are okay and this is uncomfortable, but I am safe and discomfort again is not dangerous. We call them bumps in the road, right? When we encounter some difficulties, we call it doing the cha-cha, like we're taking side steps, we're taking some back steps. It's like a dance. It's okay. And and I want you to see it in that light. Many people, and this is the beauty of having some help, is I see many people leave their recovery and their clearing journey way too early. People stop doing what works and they go back to what was usual or comfortable or what was the routine before, thinking that that was a good thing to just go back into an old routine because they felt better. The reality is we need to continue what works for us on our journey, what is helping us recover and clear our anxiety. We need to continue to do that for a long time. It actually becomes your new normal. It becomes your default rather than going into the old habits that got you into trouble in the first place. So don't leave too early. I really want to stress that you want to keep doing what works. And what works is using our mindfulness, remembering our acceptance, being able to keep those in the forefront, have those on sticky notes in the back of your mind if you need to, put them on sticky notes on your fridge, that we want to use our mindfulness daily, meaning that we want to be aware of where we are, of what we're thinking, and how we're reacting. We want to move reacting out and more move into responding. We can respond better when we are more mindful. And we want to be sure that we are still keeping up with acceptance. We need to accept what is right in front of us. Our denial of things uh, can, can get us into trouble because it puts it into hiding. It puts reality into hiding and it comes out sideways. And one of those sideways Roots is anxiety. As we move forward, we begin to be able to have more trust, more confidence in the habits that we're learning, that we're learning either here on the podcast, things that we learn in our, in our coaching or our therapy, whatever we're doing. These being able to keep moving forward and trust in the new things that we are doing, these new habits that we're building, these new ways of thinking. They really help us to continue to expand our comfort zones and to be able to expand our way of being. We are no longer fearing. Even if our own anxiety is only intrusive thinking, we begin to be able to trust ourselves and not have the habit of following that intrusive thought or believing that intrusive thought. So 
So we want to continue doing what works and knowing that we get to actually trust that we are on a good path and we are walking out of our anxiety panic. One of the things we want to also remember is as you are recovering and you are clearing your anxiety panic is that you want to not let go of your basic uh, meditation or relaxations that you have uh, used to get you to the point where you are. It's important that we have a daily time where the mind and body can relax, that it can remember that all is well, I'm okay. And then our acceptance becomes much more feasible. It's like, yes, I can accept what's happening because I know this place of calm and peace again. So you need to continue to use what skills you learned for your meditation, for your relaxation, and use this as this is a long-term life skill that you want to keep with you. Don't, again, like I said, people leave too early. Don't drop that. If it was working for you, keep it. It doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't take a lot of effort. As a matter of fact, the mind and body begin to crave it and really, really go deep into that time that we give it for relaxation, calm, and being able to follow those breadcrumbs home to the heart becomes your new default. You just learn that way. It becomes habit and you don't have to think so much about it, but you need to keep that in your daily regime. If you can, uh, don't leave it too early. And often a question I get is about recovery and clearing anxiety time frame. Often people come with wanting a time frame. And I want to just say straight up clearly that it varies from person to person. It's important to know that because if you come saying, I'm going to give this six months and uh, if I'm not better by then, you know, uh, I'm not uh, ever going to get over this. It's not true. Sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes it takes shorter. You have to be able to let your mind and body heal. We often can understand um, the process much more easily and have aha moments intellectually very early on. And then we have to let the body catch up. Our body has been uh, dragged through the mud here. It needs time to get cleaned up and doing things in a new way. Those old habits are dug very deep. And so we can't expect ourselves to just flip into a new habit. We have to build it. And so please give yourself the time and the space, no rush, and try not to come in with a time frame because you may surprise yourself. It may have happened a lot sooner and it may take longer. And there's, there's nothing to be disappointed in that. It's just your own mind and body taking the time it needs. And the other piece is like people often ask me, well, do you know you're no longer, you don't have anxiety anymore. You're never afraid of anything anymore. You don't get anxious. And so I want to be super clear about this. We are all going to have our physiological and psychological reactions to stress. We are going to feel 
anxious about things. We are going to feel fearful about things. We are supposed to. We're going to know and react to danger, but we do not need to be triggered into panic. We do not need to be triggered into feeling, because we had an anxious moment, feeling anxious daily, or feeling of impending doom for no reason over and over and over just because we we are no longer triggered like that. Or as I put it, I no longer visit down the wormhole. I just don't go there. And I have huge stressors in my life. Yes, I have had amazing things that I have gone through since I have cleared my anxiety panic, but I did not go down the wormhole. It did not trigger me into panic attacks. It did not trigger me into having general anxiety, as they would, as they would say, medically. You just don't. You see what it is. You have the tools to be able to work through it. Is it uncomfortable? Is it unwanted? Of course, but you don't die, and you know that. But you know it on such a deep and cellular level that you don't ever have to be snapped into that panic again. There is no looking over my shoulder waiting for when is the next anxious time coming? When is the next panic attack coming? So I want you to understand that you will always, always have feelings of of being anxious about something or fearful about something, but it doesn't, it comes, it does the job it needs to do, which is to alert you to possibilities or a situation and then you deal with it. It doesn't trigger all kinds of intrusive thoughts day in and day out because the amygdala is no longer oversensitized. It it flares up, you get to safety, and it goes back down again, as it should be. What we do is we fall back in to homeostasis. Our body is going and ticking along just as it was built. I also want to stress that I don't want you to be afraid of new things and feelings and symptoms that come up while you are going through your journey of anxiety, panic, clearing. Many people in our small group will tell you that that the symptoms move around. And that's actually something that I say to people is when that starts happening to you, it's kind of a good sign because it isn't a physical thing. It moved around. And you also know that, wow, I'm catching it. So I knew that, that my heart wasn't really going to, that heart beating fast wasn't bothering me anymore. So it didn't come up anymore. And then it moved over to something else. It's just trying to get your attention. Don't be afraid of that. You know, when those symptoms start moving around, you just know that's anxiety. That's anxiety there. That's my adrenaline cortisol just knocking on the door. Like I said, those new symptoms and that symptom jumping or um, masquerading as it does is a good sign that you have moved past that previous symptom. You've actually forced the, the mind and body to come up with another response to try to get your attention. And eventually, when you are letting your mind and body know that you're okay and we can actually calm down that amygdala, pet the lizard, as Rick Hansen would say, and we just let everything know we're okay, it stops coming. It really, really does. 
I hope that this is helpful for you. I hope that you have, can feel the faith that I have that this can happen for you too. It doesn't happen for just random people. It happens when you get the understanding and actually do the work and actually let go. And so I hope you'll continue on with us and know that this is possible for you. And now for today's quote. The beliefs, thoughts, ideas, and emotions you bring to every moment influence those moments in wholly unpredictable ways. In lieu of certainty in the recovery process, develop certainty in how you show up for it. And that's from Michelle Rosenthal. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.